lift up your hand to the Lord. It, Lord, you alone deserve it. You alone deserve it. Everything that we've heard, everything that we've seen, everything that we've experienced, they are products of your goodness. They express your goodness towards us. They express your love towards us. They express your faithfulness, even in times of our unfaithfulness. those two hands together and give God some glory hallelujah God bless you so much choir God bless you all the instrumentalists all the sound engineers every department security hospitality sanctuary keepers ushers first impression children's teachers and everybody God richly bless you hallelujah hallelujah how many of you know that you came because you want to have an encounter with the Lord? No, God bless you. Hallelujah. Let me say this again before I minister the word in a very, um, uh, in a very powerful way as the Lord will give us. Listen, a church or the church is a spiritual home. Anytime you appear in church, you have come for a spiritual transaction. Your attitude determines what you carry out. Praise the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage each and every one of you.
to be very attentive. Let the word work on you. It is the word that delivers. Hallelujah. Nothing delivers except the word comes. Bible says that by his word, he created the heavens and the earth. So anything in your life that must be created or recreated needs an encounter with the word. Without the word, there cannot be creation and recreation. Praise the name of Jesus. And I always love reading from the book of John, chapter 1. Can we just um, be very attentive briefly? Now, John chapter 1 and verse number 3. Let's quickly go to John chapter 1 and verse number 3. He said that all things were made by him. Can we all read it together? All things were made by him. And without him, who is the him he's talking about? John 1 verse 1. He said, in the beginning was the word. And the word was, and the word was, <laughs> hallelujah. People are combining it. They are mixing it. But look at it. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And verse number 2. Verse 2 says that the same was in the beginning with God. And verse number 3 says that all things. How many things? Come on. How many things? Now, convince yourself. How many things? How many things? What is all things? What is all things? Including what you are believing God for? Including what looks impossible? Including what looks possible? Okay, then let's read it again. He said what? All things were made by him. Come on, now look at the next statement. Can we all read it on top of our voices? The next statement says what? And without him was... Come on. So without the word, nothing can be made in our lives. That is why when the word of God is coming, that is when the devil will interrupt you. The devil is a master strategist. He's been there from day one. He was with God. When you read the book of James chapter, chapter 2, and let's read from verse number 17 to 19, he talks about the fact that the devil believes that God is. When he says that he believes that God is, he's talking about the fact that he believes that whatever God says is so. Now he says that, give me verse number 19. Look at verse number 19. He says that they tremble. They tremble. You believe that there is one God. You have done well. But the devil doesn't just believe that there is one God. He also believes and he trembles. If God speaks right now, the enemy trembles. The reason why the enemy trembles is because he knows that once God has spoken, it is coming to pass. So what the enemy does, I always say it here, is that the enemy is not bothered about the word that has been spoken. He knows that it will come to pass. The only thing that the enemy is interested in doing is coming against the person who has received the word. Now, the word is like this building. Let me just give you a very illustrative scenario. Now, it's like this building. When the word comes, it is like this building. How many of you know that this building doesn't move when it is raining? It is still the same. It is snowing. It is still here. It is sunshine. It is still here. That is how the word is. It doesn't move. But you can move out of the building or inside the building. Do you understand it? Now, so if it is raining and you don't want to be beaten by the rain, where must you be? Inside the building. The building doesn't change location. That is how the word of God is. It doesn't change potency. It doesn't change in power. 
It doesn't change in creation. It doesn't change in manifestation. It doesn't change in turning around things. But the receiver is the one that the enemy can push to move out of the presence of the word. So one day, Jesus was in the house in Bethany. And then he was in the house of Mary and then Martha. And then they were having a conversation. And all of a sudden, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and was receiving the word. Jesus was speaking. Jesus was teaching. Jesus was combining the Torah. He was telling Mary what things have been spoken and what things were happening and what things were about to happen. And then all of a sudden, matter was too much trouble. So many things. The mind of matter was about what are we going to eat today? What are we going to wear? When Jesus is living, are we going to get him a cloak so that he will be able to keep himself warm? Martha was troubled with so many things. What is going to be my next job? There are people or there are times we get into church service and by reason of what happened before we get there, throughout the whole service, our minds are saturated and blocked by what has happened. So the word that is supposed to turn that situation around, you reject it. The devil will make sure that you repel the word. And as long as you repel the word, your situation can change. Can you put your hand on your forehead? Say, dear Lord Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, any obstruction and blockage to my mind in receiving your word, today I arrest it by the power of the blood and I cast it out out of my mind of my heart in jesus name hallelujah say i am free now for the next 45 so minutes i want you to concentrate and receive the word from god now for the past two services i've been talking or we've been talking about watch these things why must we watch these things because whenever you are taking off whenever you are moving to the other dimension or direction there will always be obstacles and there will be things that will try to sabotage your advancement and so we started talking last week sunday we spoke about the weapon and these things that we are watching are the weapons of the enemy and ladies and gentlemen remember the bible says that we are in the end times and bible says that the enemy knows that he has when you read the book of revelation chapter number 12 and verse number can we read it revelation chapter 12 and look at verse number 12 he says that Let's be, he said that, therefore rejoice ye heaven and ye that dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. Why? For the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has but short time. The devil knows that he has, but the time that he has is very limited because any time from now, the trumpet can sound, Jesus can come. So he's very aggressive. He has unleashed all his arsenal. And I always give this example. If you love soccer match, okay, or soccer game, football, as in Europe and then Africa, not football in America. Football in America is a different game altogether. Praise the name of Jesus. I remember the first day somebody told me that, let's go and watch football match. I said, my goodness, we team and we team. He mentioned I was in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. And then somewhere, somehow we couldn't go, so we decided to watch it on TV. And then I saw, I said, which one is the football? I was very surprised. Hallelujah. But now, when you are watching any match, huh, and then they get to the injury time. The injury time is the extra time they add to the overall play time in order for them to recover all the pain or all the losses. Now, in the injury time, that is when good 
coaches and good technical team bring on their um, not their best uh, players, but their specialized players. Because especially if they realize that they are going to do penalty kicks, they bring on board people who are good at penalty kicks. If they realize that they are going to do something, they bring on board. They strategically, sometimes they realize that their background or let's say their defense is weak. They don't bring um, attackers or people who score. They bring defenders to back up. Praise the name of Jesus. So the enemy knows that he has but very short time. So what he has unleashed in our time now are his greatest arsenals that he has never used before. One of them was distraction. And I spoke to you about it Sunday. And on Wednesday, we spoke about disappointment. Now today, I'm talking about the spirit or the, or the weapon of fear. The weapon of fear. F-E-A-R. The weapon of fear. If there is any trusted weapon of the enemy, ladies and gentlemen, especially in our times now, it is the weapon of fear. Now, I will quickly tell you why the weapon of fear is his trusted, uh, um, I mean, his trusted arsenal. But understand that the reason why fear comes is to paralyze your faith. Just one. The reason for fear is to paralyze the faith of the believer. Now, when you enter into any country, of course, now things are changing. But in every country, what shows that you have a voice is when you are able to vote. Now, you vote, it means that you are a decision maker. In every country, there are two groups of people who are not allowed to vote, apart from children, of course, and non-citizens. If you are a citizen, there are two groups of people that are not allowed to vote. Number one, is people that have been incarcerated or people that are in jail. Now things are changing. Even here in America, there are now eight states that alternate. They say that, okay, based on one or two reasons, if you have finished serving your term and your term wasn't so difficult or your, your case was not so bad, they can allow you to vote. And then number two, the second group of people that don't allow them to vote are people who have lost their mind. Mad people or maniacs. When you lose your faith, you are a maniac in Christianity. You don't have a voice. You are a maniac. You, when they are talking in terms of the kingdom power, your voice is irrelevant. You can quote scriptures. You can jump. You can do everything. But it doesn't hold power. That is why there are people, it doesn't matter what they do. They still go through certain things. Not because they are not praying enough, but because they don't have faith. They have lost their vocal authority. Their decision-making power has been stripped of them. They have been disenfranchised. Even though they are in the kingdom, they don't have a voice. That is what loss of faith does. And that is what the weapon of fear from the camp of the enemy comes to do to you. Anytime fear comes into the life of somebody, it strips you off your power of faith. By faith, when you read the book of Mark, chapter 9, and verse number 23, he says that all things are possible. Look at the scripture. All things. Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, if you have faith, if only you have faith, how many things? All things are possible to them that believe. Now, if all things are possible, and I am your enemy, and I don't want all things to be possible, what will I be going after? That which makes all things possible in your life. That is why if the enemy is coming after any believer, 
the first thing he comes for is your faith. Now, look at what Jesus said. Is it not amazing that Jesus saw that the enemy wanted to visit Peter in the book of Luke, chapter 22? And let's start reading from verse number 31 and 32. Jesus saw that Satan was coming after Peter. And then he said unto Peter, Cheryl, he said, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired you. As we are sitting here, Satan has desired all of us. Some of us, he has desired to kill us. Paul said, we have died many times. They have, I, I remember some years back, I think 2015 or 2016, no, I think 2015, I had dreams and dreams and dreams. I had at least, if I cannot count, at least about 10 dreams. Some of them, I had gone to the graveyard and then all of a sudden the people I went there with had left me and I was there alone. And then I'll come back to myself and I said, why am I here alone? I remember one time, I'm talking about 2015. One time I had a dream and in the dream we had gone, we had attended a funeral of somebody. We were going to bury the person and then I saw that as we were burying the person, I saw that I was standing in the grave. The grave that has been dug, I, I was standing in. And then I woke up, I said, what is the meaning of this? One time I had a dream. We were driving. I was driving with somebody that I didn't know. And then as we were driving, I felt like peeing. So I told the person, I'm going to pull over at the other side. And then because it was on a highway, I said, I got to pee inside the forest. I got to pee inside the bush. And now I had that dream. And then when I pulled over and then I entered into the bush, I saw that all of a sudden where I had entered was like a room. And then the door shut. And what was it? It was like a graveyard. You know that there are some graveyard they build like a house over the grave yeah i saw that i had entered into like that listen we have died many times you have died many times do you know how many times they removed the bolt of your car when you were driving on the highway but because you arrived at where you were going you didn't know that you died you didn't know that they were after you but somewhere somehow and do you know why because you have faith that you will not die before your time the day you lose that faith that day you die so Jesus talking to Simon Peter. He said, Simon, Simon. He said, yes, Papa. He said, Satan has desired to have you and to sift you like wheat. Put you on the sieve and sift you so that there will be nothing left in you. And then look at it. He said, but I have prayed for you. Verse number 32. Not that Satan will not have you. Look at it. But I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail. So sometimes what makes us go through issues and we survive? The same thing other people go through and they die. The same thing other people go through and they, they are bombarded with fear. With, they are bombarded with shame and disgrace. And you did it and the Lord spared you. It's because the Lord prayed for you. That your faith does not fail. That your faith, the same food somebody ate. And they had running stomach. You ate it and you were bouncing around. Sometimes they put poisonous substances. And you didn't know that they had put poisonous substances in that hand. And you drank it. And you ate it. And you were okay. Sometimes you ate. And there was a bone inside. And it passed through your throat. And it entered. One day, my daughter Zoe. She had an earring. And you know, the, you know, the ladies, they have some, something behind the earring both right okay ah so i think i was i was showering her or something and then afterwards i saw that the thing had come off so i searched and searched and searched everywhere i didn't find the boat and i said okay that is fine ladies and gentlemen the following day i needed to change zoe's diaper you know what she had done of course when i said i'm changing the diaper you know what she had done 
I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I took the diaper and there inside the diaper was the boat. It means she has swallowed it. Somebody also swallowed it and died. What make us escape the arsenals of the devil is our faith. So if the devil is able to get your faith, he has gotten you. Listen, listen. When your faith is taken, the thing that you used to believe, now you begin to preach against it. When you see that somebody who used to believe something, for example, uh, 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 I used to believe in Marshall, and all of a sudden, now I begin to talk bad about Marshall. I begin to say that he's not a good person. The same person that I was saying good things about, now I'm castigating again. It means that my faith for the person has waned. It has been depleted. That is why sometimes we have believers who the thing that they used to believe the thing that they used to preach now they stand and they say i don't believe those things again it is not them their faith has failed first timothy chapter one look at verse number 16 and 17 when your faith failed bible says that first timothy chapter one verse number 16 and 17 when your faith failed, your life becomes shipwrecked can we read it first timothy let me open my Bible because I want us to see this, this scripture. First Timothy, and I'm in chapter number one, and I'm in verse number 16. And then, do we have it? How be it for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show the sovereign for a pattern to them which will hereafter believe on him and to life everlasting. Look at verse 17. Now, unto the king eternal, immortal, invincible, the only wise God. Give sorry, second Timothy chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Second Timothy. When your faith fails, ladies and gentlemen, everything is kaput. Everything is over. It doesn't matter what you go through. If you hold your faith, you come out. The Lord give mercy uh-huh, unto the house of Onesi Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me. And was not ashamed of my chains. Look at it. Verse number. He said. But when he was in Rome. He sought me out diligently. And found me. Can we continue reading? Look at it. The Lord grant unto him. That he might find mercy of the Lord. In the day. And in how many things. He ministered unto me at Ephesus. You all know where. Verse number 19. Verse number 19. Is that it? Let me give you. A, hold on. Go with me to the book of First Timothy. I want us to see this scripture. Because when your faith fails, your life and everything becomes a shipwreck. Everything becomes a shipwreck. Look at it. Let's go to First Timothy. Quickly. I don't want to skip this scripture. Because I intend good. Now look at it. He says that. Hallelujah. Now, he said, let's read from verse number, um, let's read from verse number, 1 Timothy chapter 6. Let's start from verse number 11. 
Now look at it. But thou, O man of God, flee all these things and follow after righteousness, peace, faith, love, patience, meek. Now look at verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Where where where, where unto thou art called. And also profess a good profession before many witnesses. Now look at verse 13 downwards. I give you charge in the sight of God. Who quickens all things. And before Christ. Who before Pontius Pilate. Witness a good confession. Verse 14. That thou keep this commandment without sport. What was the commandment? That you fight the good fight of faith. That you fight the good fight of faith. And then he said that. Without sport. Unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15. Which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only pontinate, the king of kings and the lord of lords. Verse 16. Who also or who only has immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Now let's look at verse number 17. Charge them that are rich in this world. That they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. The next verse. That they do good, and that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Now remember that, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. Now listen. All these things that Paul was talking about had to do with holding on to the good fight of faith. He said that, all these things that I'm categorizing, if you don't fight a good fight of faith, you will not be able to do it. So all these things that sometimes we are bombarded with, doing good, doing this, doing that, doing that, all the way from that portion, ladies and gentlemen, it stemmed on your ability to fight a good fight of faith. When you lose the fight of faith, you have lost every battle. But I pray for somebody today in the name of Jesus that you will not lose the battle of faith. It doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter what you hear. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you experience. May your faith not fail in Jesus' name. Say me a believing amen. Jesus said, I have prayed for you that not that the enemy will not sift you. He will sift you, but you will not fail. Do you know... Do you know that sometimes <laughs> I remember when we were growing up and somebody tells you I'll beat you and then you are always afraid of the person because maybe the person has structure. He always tells you after, after, after school we have an unsettled case. Then you see that your heart will be palpitating because you see the guy, you know that the guy will beat you and then he keeps on threatening you. He keeps on threatening you. He's bullying you. He keeps on threatening and bullying you. And then one time, you said that, as for today, okay, do whatever you want to do. And then you meet up with a person. And somewhere, somehow, your expectation of being beaten is not so. Something turns around. From that day, do you know that the battle turns around? Now the person begins to become your friend. Because now the person knows that even though I was thinking I could overcome him or her, now I've seen that I am the under person. Now the person becomes your best friend ever. That is what happens when you hold your faith and overcome that trial. The enemy now begins to gravitate good things towards you. 
The things that were supposed to be depleted from you all of a sudden becomes your bona fide property. Can I pray for somebody today? May the Lord help your faith to stand. And may the Lord help your faith to be very potent. I put a statement here. I said, when your faith, when your faith is not active or when your faith is fought against, when the enemy is able to shoot darts at your faith, what happens is that you become irrelevant. You become frustrated and you become turned against what you believe. You become turned against what you believe. Praise the name of Jesus. All right. So, if the enemy knows that faith is so powerful and because of that he comes against it, then he is going to use his most trusted arsenal and weapon which is called fear. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 6 to 7. What is fear? Now I attempt to define it from Second Timothy chapter 1. Reading from verse number 6 to 7. What is fear? Fear, and I put a statement here. I said fear is believing what is happening now to be your end. Very simple. Fear is believing. I'm going to give you two definitions of fear. Number one, fear is believing what is happening now to be your end. Sometimes the, the enemy appeals to you by what is happening around you. Now I've said it here before that there are two forces. Esther, there are two forces that govern the world. We have what is happening and what is written. Listen to me. We have what is happening to you now. And then we have what is written. There is something written concerning you. But there is something also happening by you. Do you understand it? Now, when the enemy is able to let you believe that what is happening is your end. Or what is happening is what is going to continue. Instead of believing what is written concerning you, you are living in fear. Does it make meaning? So, fear is believing that what is happening now is your end. So, sometimes you go through an issue and then the reason why people give up is because they believe that what is happening, that it is over, it's over. And then sometimes it pushes them to a place of committing suicide. And then they go like, no, nah, I, I don't have any hope again. Sometimes they say that I am useless. If not, if this thing didn't happen, then I am useless. And then all of a sudden they can end their lives. If you believe that what is happening now is your end, you are living in fear. Now look at the definition that Bible gave us about fear. I put it together from the scriptures. Now, he says that fear, okay, let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 to 7. And then I'll give you the definition of it from here. Wherefore, I put you to remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you, by the putting on of my hands. Verse number seven. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Everybody say the spirit of fear. So fear is not a feeling. Fear is a spirit. Fear is an evil spirit. Fear is a demonized spirit. Fear is not a feeling. Sometimes somebody say that, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. It is not a feeling inside. It is something that has jumped on you. Now, he said that, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. 
There are people who are living and then they think that, what about, what if I don't live to see my children grow? What if I don't get married? What if I never give birth? What if this? What if I lose my job? What if that? What if that? Listen, it is a spirit that is communicating to you. If you don't cast it out and you keep feeding it, one day it will come to pass. And I'm going to show you in the scriptures. Fear is not a feeling, prince. It is a spirit. That is why you got to cast out fear. First John chapter 4 and verse number 18. He said perfect love cast out fear. We cast out fear. We don't entertain fear. We don't tolerate fear. Look at that. Now give me the scriptures. We will come back to this one. Give me the first, second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. He said for God has not given us the spirit of fear. But, somebody say but. But of power. Of love. And of a sound mind. So you live and then it looks like there is no power in your life. Almost everything is overcoming you. You must understand that something is taking effect. And you got to deal with it. Praise the name of Jesus. He said but for God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power. And of love. And of a sound mind. So according to biblical definition also. What is fear? Now put it here. I said fear is that spirit of the enemy. That binds. Number one. It binds you. It bi- Give me Romans chapter 8. And verse number 15. Fear binds. Okay. What does it mean? When we say that Cheryl. When we say that fear binds. This is what it does. It is like a viral infection. The reason why viral infections are dangerous is because when somebody is infected or infested with viral whatever, what it does is that the virus fights against the antibodies. It's like HIV AIDS. Now, HIV AIDS is not a sickness on its own. It is the infusion of virus that immobilizes an individual's immune system. Now, listen. Your immune system is what fights against sicknesses. When maybe migraine comes your way, there are antibodies in your system. They are called the immune system. That fights against the pathogens causing the migraine. So sometimes you don't even take medication. You drink water and then it goes. What happened was that your internal defensive mechanism, which is called the immune system, fought against those pathogens and overcame them. Now sometimes another sickness can come your way. They gave you one medication. It went to, it went to excite or to, to, to enhance the fighting of your immune system. But what HIV AIDS does is that when it enters into somebody, when the virus enters into somebody, it binds, it immobilizes the immune system. So at that time, anything that enters can kill the person. That is why when somebody suffers from HIV, they control certain things. Because anything that enters into the person, leg pain can kill the person. My ear is aching, it can kill the person. Because whatever must fight against all those external forces that enters into the body has been immobilized. That is what fear does. When fear enters into the life of somebody, it immobilizes your authority to rebut the enemy. So at that point, anything can enter. So when fear enters into somebody, sickness can take over. When fear enters into somebody, failure can take over. 
when fear enters into somebody disappointment can take over because his ability to resist the devil for the devil to flee has been captured he said that for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear so fear is a spirit that binds number two and it torments it torments it torments people first john chapter 4 and verse number 18 look at first john chapter 4 verse 18 so fear is that spirit of the enemy that binds and torments look at that there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment fear has what fear has what so fear enters into somebody and all of a sudden the same thing that he's fearing it begins to torment the person it begins to torment his mind it begins to torment his body it begins to destroy his very ability to overcome issues in life why is fear the dangerous weapon of the enemy or why is it the enemy's greatest weapon i'll just give you four points there quickly number one because fear opens you up for the reality fear will always open you up for the reality people ask why did job lose everything that he had the question is god himself said about job he said this guy is a righteous man this guy fears the lord in the whole land of the east when god was talking about people that were noble before him he mentioned job but how come job all of a sudden became somebody who lost everything job chapter 3 and verse number 25 when the arrow of fear came into job's life look at what he said he said for the thing that i greatly feared has come upon me that is why when fear comes your way you got to cast it out you don't have to entertain it you all of a sudden you start hearing things imaginations in your mind tells you this year you're not going to make it this exam you are going to fail this issue is going to send you to jail you got to destroy it otherwise it will come to pass he said now all that job was afraid of was that what about if one day i lose all my children what about if one day i lose all my businesses he said the thing that i greatly feared has come upon me and the thing which i was afraid of is what has come unto me what are you afraid of the reason why fear is so dangerous is because it opens you up for the reality of what the enemy has told you listen this is how the enemy works when the enemy comes to you he is always carrying fear please listen to me very well if you don't deal with fear you may never be able to be relevant against the camp of darkness when the enemy comes against you he always presents fear the first thing that the enemy brings you is fear so the enemy comes and then he introduces the fear of let's say uh, premature death to somebody okay so when he comes he said get this he said get this and then he begins to tell you around you how your uncle died prematurely how your great-grandfather died prematurely how the person your close friend did this and died now what he is introducing to you is fear of death 
but first of all before he can work it out you must have something that belongs to him one day jesus said the prince of this world comes but he has nothing in me if the devil doesn't have anything in you he can't take what is yours it is only when you have something that belongs to the devil then he can also take what is yours so here you have this one this is your weapon which bible say use it to resist the devil but the enemy comes and then he introduces fear to you he said you are not going to you are not going to make it on this land you are never going to get this and then he will now cite how does he introduce it to you he will now cite examples around you he will show you how this one didn't get it how this one did the same thing you are doing today he didn't get it how this one also did more than you even did and never got it the moment you settle and you say yeah you're right you're right i think i'm not gonna make it what you have done is that you have legally watch me very well Masha, come i think people over there at the overflow are not seeing you Masha, stand here so now this is Masha's authority that god has given him to resist the devil so that the devil will flee now when the devil comes he can't arrest you he must first of all appeal to you to receive what he is giving you so the intention of the enemy is to bring you premature death assuming this is premature death so he comes he said marshall do you see the way this thing is wrapped nicely it is beautiful the truth of the matter is that the way that guy died the way this guy died the way this one went to the hospital they gave him the diagnosis and he died by that sickness and this one too went there and he got that same diagnosis and died this one too got that same diagnosis and died the same thing you are feeling you are on that same track and then he is appealing to your senses so what your senses now begin to do is that you now begin to accept the lie of the devil that is why Bible said that let him that is sick say I am healed. I am healed I am well because listen listen what is happening around you truthfully may be that you are suffering from that symptoms but that is not the truth that is not the truth because the truth is what you have to rebuke the devil and then he will carry his sickness away from you but here you are then he'll be negotiating with you and you'll be going like i think it is true nowadays people don't even live long and now you'll be propounding more theories for the devil at that material moment what you have done is that you have taken this much i'll get it now when you take this one you cannot have this one so the enemy takes it from you now he uses the power that he took from you that you should have used to rebuke him to execute what he has given you listen the devil doesn't have the authority to do anything to the child of god except you receive from him something from him and then when you receive something from him he takes your power to resist and to rebuke him and he uses that power to execute what he has given you so now he has taken your power and this is your power and then he begins to water what he has given you so at a point this thing will now do you see that it is swelling as i pour the water on it is swelling so it will be increasing at a point when it is fully matured then he uses the power that he took from you in exchange for that fear that he gave you to execute the fear that is what job is saying here he said for the thing which i greatly feared the thing which i greatly feared has come upon me that is why fear thank you god bless you that is why fear is a trusted weapon of the devil it opens you up for the reality is there anything that you are afraid of today maybe afraid that you may never get married or you may never give birth or you may never make it 
in the name of jesus christ of nazareth let that authority of the devil be arrested right now i command the power of the enemy to be immobilized in jesus name from today those dreams that you have been having and then you have dreams and it looks like you are dead you have dreams and it looks like you are following the trait of your family it looks like you are repeating the history of your family i came as a son of god i came as a prophet of god and i say in the mighty name of jesus let the authority of the devil be broken say it is broken and i believe it in job chapter 31 and verse number 23 i was surprised job 31 and verse number 23 look at what job said he said for destruction from god was a terror to me so job's mind every time was like what about if god destroys my business what about if god destroys me what about if this if that if that you sit in an aircraft and all of a sudden you go like what about if i don't arrive where, where are you coming from praise the name of jesus you sit in a car and then they tell you nowadays that the interstate is not safe at all and as you are driving you are afraid instead of you to rebuild that devil of fear of premature death the devil tells you you know people that are in this condition they don't live beyond a certain level and now you are you are watching so now you are approaching that age and your mind is telling you that i may not go beyond this level they tell you that people of this caliber people from this background they don't make it in this place so now you are there the lord has given you a word but the word has been immobilized by the fear the devil has pumped to you say in the name of jesus i decree i have the mind of christ i am the representative of god i cannot be traumatized i can never fail i can never be disappointed listen what you say is what you get i want you to say say i can never be put to shame say i can never be disgraced i want you to say it and believe it what you say is what you get in numbers chapter 14 and verse number 28 he says say unto them as truly as i live what you have said in my ears give it to me numbers chapter 14 verse 20 say unto them as truly as i live saith the lord as you have spoken in my ears so will i do unto you say i will not die prematurely say i will not fail i will not be disappointed i will not be an object of mockery i will not be an object of ridicule say i will not remain single for life say my documents have been released say i am blessed i am favored I am empowered. I am anointed. The devil is afraid of me. Come on, give a prophetic word over your life. And give a clap unto the name of the Lord. Job, his life was opened up by the things that he was afraid of. What are you afraid of? Today, I paralyze that fear in Jesus' name somebody tells you that no 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 ministry can't work like that here I, I i have always been saying it let them watch when god is with you listen one with god is forever the majority let the whole world come against you let one billion demons gang up against you be with god one with god is forever the majority one don't forget this one with god 
is forever the majority let your family gang up against you let everyone gang up against you be with the lord i said be with the lord he will lift you above everything i see somebody being lifted up in jesus name what did that professor told you you can't make it he will be at your graduation ceremony one day a young lady i prayed for what is it her auntie told her you marriage over my dead body and then she came crying i said why are you crying she said my auntie said for me to marry will be over her dead body i said ah that is good news it means she has already sentenced her death to premature death because surely you will marry so if she says that your marriage will be over her dead body then it means that she has defined her funeral time and i said let us pray god is my eternal witness the woman is dead listen you you see what you have next month i'm going to take time to teach you the authority of the believer i'm going to tell you what you have if you know what you have when you are working my goodness I, I, the last time I was telling the people when I went to cheer our, our daughters and sons up at the place, I told them that if I knew how to do these sports that they were doing, the way like I'll be proud. Maybe that is why God didn't give me. Like I'll be walking and then I'll be asking them to put something. I wouldn't want to step forward. See, if you know who you are in Christ, eh? when you are walking, you appear at a place. Bible said that light shine in darkness. Darkness could not comprehend it. And who is the light? You are the light of the world. So you appear at a place. See, hey, you get to a place. They tell you that in this family. Do you know why God put you in that family? So that you would dismiss the activity of the devil in that father's house of yours. Go into your father's house. You look at a precedence that is happening. I remember when I was about to marry. When I met my beautiful wife. And then the devil began telling me. In fact, before I met her, the devil began showing me certain things in my family. I saw that all the men in the family, every one of them, if they ever married, they got to give birth before they will marry. If they would do, listen, and not one of them had a child with only one person. And I saw that if somebody doesn't break this demonic siege, everybody will keep repeating it. The reason why the Lord made you into that family is so that you will break that siege and the rest of the family will be free. I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, somebody got to stop this devil. And who is that person? It is you. Say, it is me. And I fought it. I fought it tooth and nail. I fought it with my blood. I fought it with sacrifice. I fought it with prayers and fasting. And ladies and gentlemen, I escaped it. Now, after me, I saw that all my other cousins who were not married, all of a sudden have started marrying. Recently, one had a wedding. When he was having the wedding, and he told me that he was about to have the wedding, I said, I'll sponsor this. I'll spon I carried money to him because the siege had been broken. You enter into some people's family, you see that nobody has had any good educational background. And now you are in school, and the devil is telling you, you are not going to complete this course. You are not going to complete it. You are not going to complete it. And now you begin to look around you. You begin to sabotage your destiny and the destiny of posterity and the destiny of children unborn by what you are feeling. What must you do? Cast that devil out. Say in the name of Jesus. Come on. I can't hear you. Say in the name of Jesus. Any devil from my father's house, from my mother's house, I arrest them now. I destroy them now. 
I break their authority now. You got to say it. If you don't say it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. That is why when you go to places, churches that they don't talk, everybody is quiet. You will see all the sicknesses there. Say in the name of Jesus, my body cannot be a test tube for doctors. Today they cut part of your bomb bomb. Tomorrow they say, come and let's remove something from your ear. Tomorrow, the next day they say, come and let's take some part of your heart. Are you a guinea pig? Say, not my body. Somebody that the Holy Spirit lays in you. You carry holy cargo. Hey, listen, brothers and sisters. Hey, my friend, have you not seen an ambulance on the road before? When an ambulance is sirening, what happens to other cars? You got to give way. You are driving a Rolls Royce. You hear the siren. Even if it is the police, the fire service people, or whatever. It doesn't matter. You are driving Rolls Royce Phantom. You park you and your Rolls Royce somewhere. Because the car that is coming is carrying a cargo. That must be given priority. When you appear at a place, you carry cargo that the devil must give you priority. Why are you allowing fear to destabilize you? He said, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Who told you 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 won't make it? Who told you you die prematurely? Who told you that your life will be full of shame? You always tell yourself, I tell myself all the time. I said that I will rewrite history. I tell myself, I said I will rewrite history in my family. In my father's house i tell myself wherever i appear i am a history maker i am not a history repeater that is why bible said that he said lack of knowledge my people have gone into captivity sometimes it is not the devil that bound anybody it is what you don't know what you don't know you are entertaining all these fears this your 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 friend this your friend had a very bad marriage. That one too had a very bad marriage. You have surrounded yourself with people that have things that you can see that the devil want to feed you with. Listen to me. Shh. Whatever you are feeding today, Benedicta, will either promote you tomorrow or kill you tomorrow. Anything that you feed today, whatever you are feeding today, it will either promote you tomorrow or it will kill you tomorrow. So you've surrounded yourself with so many people and so many things who are rather feeding your fear. Sunday, what did we say? Cut them off. Why is fear a powerful weapon of the devil? Number two, fear is very contagious. Fear is very contagious. Fear is very contagious. I remember when corona was in its heydays <laughs> when corona was powerful when corona was a man ladies and gentlemen we have paralyzed corona when corona was a man hey they say six feet oh why were they saying six feet because corona they say was contagious hey. <laughs> it is dangerous oh that they said that they hey now at a point when people even go to the pump the fuel station the gas station to to take gas everybody is afraid they begin to squeeze their eye to see who who is that standing there is the person coughing is the person sneezing when corona was a man 
when you sneeze, they say, God punish you. <laughs> I heard a testimony that one of the ladies gave, who was working with one of his clients, and, and then the client sneezed. He said, hey, next time, instead of you sneezing through your nose, sneeze through here. I prefer, I prefer bad air. I prefer that you fat than to sneeze before me. <laughs> Why were they afraid? They said that Corona was contagious. Hey, if there is anything that is more contagious, Matthew, it is fear. Fear is more contagious. If I am afraid and I'm in your company, you will be afraid. I tell you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> it is a very trusted weapon of the devil. It is a very trusted weapon of the devil. That is why sometimes you go to the hospital and then the doctor will ask you, you begin to give out some symptoms and the doctor will ask you, is there anybody in your family who has this? How many of you have heard it before? They ask you, is there anybody in your family? Do you know why? Because they want to tell you that it is contagious. Fear is very, very contagious. Give me Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter number 20. And let's start reading from verse number 1 to 4. And we will jump to verse number 8. Listen, today, you must paralyze fear before you live here. I beg you in the name of the Lord. As I'm talking, I want you to document the thing that you are afraid of. What if, what if, what if somebody looked at you and then told you that you, you amount to nothing. You have incubated it for the past 32 years of your life. You are 37. So you are now, you are whatever years, maybe six or something. And they told you that it has remained with you. One disappointed boy came to tell you that you, you are not my class. You are not my size. Or a disappointed lady came to tell you that you, you are not my class. You can never marry a woman of my caliber. Now when you are working, you, all your mind is that all men are bad. All women are bad. So you see somebody, you say, oh sister, I, I like your hair. Please, I know you people. All men are bad. Somebody comes to you. He said, oh brother, I, I want to introduce a sister to you. Please, I'm not in, in the mood for relationship. You'll be there that you are not in the mood for relationship. Very soon, by the time you realize you are expiring. And now you, you reduce yourself to anything. When things are expiring, don't you see that they reduce to sale? Uh-huh. Sabotage that fear now. I said, do what? Sabotage that fear now. One guy who got arrested by immigration police. Uh, and then I was praying with him over the phone. I said, what happened? He said, man of God, I'm not surprised. I said, brother, what do you mean by I'm not surprised? He said, I knew that one day I will be arrested. And I said, brother, why did you know? Why did you know? Hallelujah. Listen, and the devil always appealed to your senses. He said, I had a dream. I had a dream. In the dream, I had been bundled like Kenke and thrown to Kotoka International Airport. I said, brother, at this level, if you don't change your mind, even if I pray katakumbe prayers, they will still repatriate you. Because your mind is already saturated with the fact that you are going home. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When you go, and then I asked him, why were you thinking like that? And then he said that, well, apart from the dream, all the people that I came with have also been repatriated. It is very contagious. Listen, when the enemy appears in a place, 
he will just look for one influential person. Listen to me very well. Dufi, are you here? He will look for one, only one influential person. And then he will pump fear into the person. Because he knows that everybody listens to that person. Maybe amongst friends, there is one influential person called Peter. You know, the disciples of Jesus, Peter was the most influential. Man, oh man, Peter can cut your ear off without any provocation. Even when Jesus is willing to offer himself, Peter can cut off your ear. He was very influential. No wonder when the enemy wanted to use anybody, he will use Peter. In the same way, the devil will find one influential person who, when he speaks, everybody listens. And the person can go on TV. The person can go on radio. Or even in your family. And then begin to tell you, hey, watch this well. Watch that well. Watch this well. Things like this don't really happen as we think. You know, on paper, it may look so. But in the reality, it may not look so. And then your heart will sink. I have come to a place like that before. I was eager to do something. And then one person, somebody that I consider a, a, a higher pedigree in what I was doing, said, Nikki, he said, relax, 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 relax. I said, sir, what do you mean? He said, here, things like this and like that and like that. At where I was, like this and like that and like that doesn't work. I was like, oh my God. It took me three months of prayers and fasting to recover. I'm telling you, fear is very contagious. Look at it. We're reading from verse number one to four. Afolabi, are you here? He says that when you go out to battle, now listen very well. When you go out to battle your enemies, and, peop, and then he said that, and you see the horses. So he's not saying that there will not be horses. Kevin, are you here? He's saying that the horses, you will see them. The horses are all the visible evidence. You will see all the evidence. He said, you will see the horses. You will even see the chariots, the things that propel the horses. They say that, don't eat this kind of food. Don't drink this kind of milk. Don't drink this water. Nowadays, they say even the water that we drink. Hey! One day, I saw a documentary. They have paraded some bottles of water. They will put something in. This one will turn color. They will put something in. This one will turn another color. They will put, and then they say that, all oh, this one has this. I said, oh my goodness, now this will kill us. We will, we will start drinking our own pee. Then we will be okay. God, we don't know what they want us to do again. They will give you all the evidences. He said, you will see the chariots. Now look at it. And a people more than you. But be not afraid. Somebody say, but be not afraid. All the evidence are there. Nana, are you here? All the evidence are there. But he said, be not afraid. He said, for, can we all read it? For the Lord thy God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, the God who has done it before, that is what it means. The God who has done it before, what will he do? Give me the next verse. Look at verse number two. He said, the God who has done it before, it shall be when you come near to the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto them. Say, speak unto the people. That is why you must speak into your life. To overcome fear, you got to speak into your life. You address that fear. You wake up in the morning and it looks like things are not going well. You begin to address it. Things are working for my good. You begin to sing. Things are already better. 
Things are ready better. For the Lord is on the throne. Things are ready better. Things are ready better. Things are ready better. Your husband looks at you and said, Hey, hey, hey. Don't you know that we got to think what is going to happen? He said, he said honey, don't worry. Things are ready better. You get into the exam hall. Everybody is shaking. Because maybe people have not prepared well. Things are already better. Things are already better. And they said, sister, are you not afraid of the exam? He said, things are already better. Things are already better. For the Lord is on the throne. Things are already better. You know what you are doing. He said, the priest shall approach and speak unto the people. And what shall they say? Look at verse number 3 and verse number 4. Tell them. Verse number three. He shall say unto them, Hear Israel, as you approach this battle, and as you approach against your enemies, don't let your heart faint or fear. Don't tremble. Neither be you terrified because of them. Verse number four. For the Lord, your God, is he that go with you to fight for you against that sickness, against that issue, against that court case against that marital issue to save you and then he gave another something give me verse number 8 and then he said that after making all these declarations you see that there are people around you look at it the officers shall now speak further unto the people and they shall say is there any man here that is fearful is there any man here that is afraid is there somebody here who is walking in fear? He said, look at it. What is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go into his house. Cast the fearful away from your company. Why? Can we all read the next statement? Why? Come on. Why? Ready, go. Why? Otherwise, his brethren's heart will faint as well as hate. As his. I begin to contaminate Mivi with my fear. Now she sees everybody. She said, I know everybody with some white in the beard. Be careful of them. Everybody who, a, a lady who usually wears pony. Be careful of them. Now, you, you see, I'm beginning to contaminate you. At a point in time, you realize that even though you don't know what has happened, you are now hating that element. Listen. Shh, listen to me. Agree? Most of the times, your greatest achievement lies at the other side of your greatest fear. Most of the times, I'll say it again for free. Your greatest achievement in life lies at the other side of your greatest fear until you go beyond it, until you conquer it. You may never see the other dimension of your life. Is somebody being helped here? Let me give you the third point and then we'll continue on Wednesday. Why is fear, by the way, our dominion scripture that we read shows that fear is contagious. I don't have time to read it. But why is fear the greatest weapon of the enemy against our faith? Because fear is sin. Fear is sin. S-I-N. In the eyes of God, fear 
is like immorality. So, oh, I am a virgin. Pastor, I am a virgin. But you are living in fear. You and the person who is standing at the brothel, you are the same. It is in the scripture. Go with me to the book of Revelation chapter 21. And on Wednesday, I'm going to talk about how to deal with fear because of our time. Look at Revelation. Let's go to the book of Revelation. And Revelation chapter... I said Revelation chapter what? Now, and I saw a new heaven. Now, look at it. (laughs) I saw a new heaven and a new earth. We are reading 1 to 5 and then we jump to verse number 8. He said, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there there was no more sea. There was no more trouble. And I, John, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 3 says that, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be their God. And the next verse, verse number 4 says that, And God shall wipe away all the tears. He was talking about the beautiful new beginning. Now, forget about it in the revelational perspective. In life, you can always come to a point where where things now become new. Now, so the Lord is saying that new things have been packaged for you. And he says that, Inside the new things, God will wipe away all tears from your eyes. You didn't say amen. amen. He said there shall be no more death there. It means that you will not start something and it will be destroyed. You will not start something and you will not end. You will complete whatever the Lord starts with you. Hallelujah. And then he said, there will neither be sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. Why? For the former things, the things that are of old, will pass away. And then all these good things that are being said is within the new things. But outside the new things, look at verse number 8. He said in verse number 8, but the fearful, do you see that? Oh, come on. He said, best, do you see it? He said, the fearful on the category of sin before God. Fear is number one. Fear comes before even you see he said but the fearful the unbelieving the abominable people that commit incest people that commit bestiality and all those things abominable things which now men are parading as good now when you talk about it they classify you they say you are fanatic I prefer to be a fanatic of Jesus and talk the truth so that when I stand before God, I will not be ashamed than to be a fanatic of man and quote the truth and say what God has not said. He said they are abominable. The murderers. Is it not strange, ladies and gentlemen, that I made a beautiful woman. Now I say I don't want her. I want you to marry you. Listen, we don't hate the people, but we hate the spirit that is controlling them. And we cast that devil out of them in Jesus' name. About three weeks ago, the Gay Choral Men Fellowship in San Francisco came out with a song. And in the song, they said, you said that we are, we are, we are, we are living in sin. He said, they said that 
you say that we have not done well for once you are true but this is a word that we have for you in the song they said we are coming for your children did you see that we cover our children in the blood of Jesus. We cover our unborn children in the blood of Jesus. We cover our spouses in the blood of Jesus. We cover our grandchildren in the blood of Jesus. We cover our great grandchildren in the blood of Jesus. And we have a word for them. They said they were coming for us. We are coming for them in Jesus' name. We are coming for them in Jesus' name. We are coming with the power of Elohim. We are coming to convert them for Jesus. We are coming to make them evangelists for Jesus. We are coming to make them pastors for Jesus. That devil is a liar. When Bible said that abominable, abominable things. Now people parade it. Even when you are saying it, they say, don't say it like that. What should we say? we speak the truth and we are not afraid of it the people that were of old they gave their life for the truth that is why it downloaded onto us some of them they fry them in a cauldron of oil some of them they put them at the back of trailers and they drag them with their hands tied at their back and their feet knitted together pushed under a trailer and they were dragged over miles on rough road with their faces on the ground we should not talk about the truth we should not people go to hell if the jesus that i say i believe is good is really good i got to tell somebody otherwise he's not that good abominable the bible cannot be rewritten i saw something on sharon's status the bible cannot be rewritten because of our current circumstances our current circumstances are to change in line with the scriptures they're abominable it is in the bible and i'm preaching the bible i prefer to be an all-time preacher i prefer to be an all-time preacher they are coming for our children they have said it publicly and openly and they have sang it in a song i stand as an army general of the lord and i say we are coming for you we are coming for you we are coming for your spouses we are coming for your children the adopted children and we will let them know that we don't hate you we love you but ladies and gentlemen we don't love that devil that is taking over our generation but we love you and we know that it's just a matter of time and you will join the love fraternity of God you will join the kingdom of God we don't cease to pray for you we will keep on praying for you we will keep on interceding for you when you come into the fold and you see the light you propagate the light hallelujah and the lord said sit down for a minute and let me conclude and the lord said and the lord said madras homongers prostitutes sorcerers people who go for palm reading enchantment go for voodoo go for some necromancy he said idolaters and all liars you see the category fearful those that are working in fear are number one he said they shall have their part in the lake which burn with fire and brings to fear close your eyes zemano honduria talaba ye brada suatabantalabaya ke brada suanda by the way 
we have sold our souls and our lives to the Lord Jesus. The other day Jesus said, he said, don't be afraid of them that can put this body to death. We are not afraid. If we are able to get one person for heaven and the rest come after us. Jesus said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? By the way, them that are with us are more than, are more than them that are there. So nothing will happen to you. Nothing will happen to me. I want you to pray. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Can you be on your feet? Listen, I want you to use the next one and a half minutes. Deal with fear. If where you are standing or where you are sitting is not conducive for you. Listen, sometimes eh, when a message comes like this, the power to deal with it is also released. Don't, don't, let, the, don't let the opportunity go by. Don't say that, well, when I get home, I will pray. Pray now. The power is here now. Say in the name of Jesus. Any fear. Element of fear. Troubling my mind. Disturbing me. As I pray. I cast it out. I cast it out. I cast it out. I cast it out. Come on, begin to pray in the name of Jesus. In this house, we believe in prayer. Can I have some prayer warriors gather microphone and pray for the next two minutes? Just pray for the next two minutes. Give them some sound for me. Online members, I want you to pray. Listen, that fear is a devilish trap. It wants to cause you to repeat history. To repeat history. Give them some sound for me. Every fear is paralyzed. 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 Now listen, I don't want you to break the prayer, but as we are praying, if there is an eminent fear in your heart, fear of dying prematurely, fear of something not happening, or fear of you repeating a history, as we are praying, I just want you to come forward. I want you to come and kneel before the altar. I will just touch you with oil from heaven. I mean, I will pray over this oil and touch you. And the power of that fear will be left nothing in your life. You will be free forever and ever. Now lift up your voice and pray. Wherever you are, I want you to lift up your voice and pray. That devil that is tormenting you with fear. In the name of Jesus. He said you will not be able to make it. He said it will not happen. As an oracle from heaven. Bible said that. Listen, cry your heart out. Cry your heart out. Don't let go. Cry your heart out. Cry your heart out. Cry your heart out. Cry your heart out. This may be your moment to deal with it. That's fear. Shantabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabad
give you grace and glory. May the Lord give you grace and glory. Yes, 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 yes. Go, 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 go. In the name of Jesus, Shabadabaya. Jesus, it will not happen. It will not happen. Lose in the name of Jesus. Let revival break in your life. Let revival break in your home. Let revival break in your finances. Let revival break in your life right now. By the laying on of His hands and by the oil of the Lord, let that yoke be broken. The yoke of fear be broken. Jesus, I declare freedom. I declare freedom. Freedom. I declare freedom. Freedom in your mind. All the confusion, let it be broken. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every fear. Every fear. Every fear. Every fear. Tormenting your mind. Tormenting you. Be broken. In the name of Jesus. Let every fear. Fresh story in the name of Jesus. Take it, take it, take it, 
eight years, the presidents will be no more. The presidents will be no more. The presidents will be no more. There will be newness, and there will not be any more tears. Today marks the end of tears in your life. I command that fear to be broken as a result of repetition. Be broken. Be broken. Be broken. Nepadosi Akaba. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I decree and I declare there is freshness. There is freshness. There is freshness. Receive a new coming. Whatever was said, I disappointed in the mighty name of Jesus. Are disappointed right now. The tokens of and the enterprises of the enemy are disappointed right now by the laying on of hand and by the oil of the Lord. Let there be a fresh garment. Let there be a fresh gown. Receive it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Jesus. Let there be freshness. It will bring a new song. Bring a new song. Let it bring you a new life. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand. Wherever you are. I pray in the name of Jesus. The fire of the Lord all over your body. I decree what has never happened in your home. What has never happened in your bloodline. The Lord will do with you. 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 In the name of Jesus. From my enemy. Till all my fears are gone. You every repetition of history. Any bloodline. Any bloodline agenda. Let it be broken by this hand, by this oil, in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus, the fire of the Lord is going through your system right now. Can I have some ushers here? The fire of the Lord in your system right now. Rewriting history. Yes, 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 yes. Let the power of the Holy Ghost right now go through you from the crown of your head. To the soul of your feet. Let it go through you. Let it break. Let it break. Let it break. 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 Break all of his life. Break out of his blood system. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give me the oil. Give him let the Holy Ghost work on him. Every fear is paralyzed. Every fear is paralyzed. Yes, I am. I am a Oh, you split the sea. You split the sea. You split Surgical world working in your system right now. I speak over this world. Be good, be okay, be good, be okay. Receive the power now. 
Give a clap unto the Lord, Father, in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ. We raise a family and a congregation and a kingdom addicted people empowered with the power of the Holy Spirit to go out there and do exploits, to become the devil's greatest headache, and to become the devil's greatest migraine. I pray in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus. Anybody that lives here today will not repeat history. Bible said that if anybody will speak, let him speak as an oracle of heaven. I speak as an oracle of God. And what I say, I decree it is established, it is irreversible, it is irrevocable, and it is established forever. That nobody here repeats history in Jesus' name. Anybody that fear took over you from today, Fear will be afraid of you. From today, when you speak, heaven will honor your word. And from today, you will be the greatest terrorist to the devil and to the camp of the enemy. Your mother's house will thank God for your life. Your father's house will thank God for your life. Your children will thank God for your life. Your grandchildren will thank God for your life. Your community will thank God for your life. Your generation will thank God for your life because you will rewrite history. From today, you are living here with a new diploma. And it is a diploma from heaven which says that you are a history maker. You are not a history repeater. I declare the blood of Jesus seals this covenant and it will happen in your life live. To the glory of Jesus Christ. Shout me a believing amen. Come on. Another believing amen. Give a clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And take your seat in heavenly places. Now. 
Our night of supernatural encounter on 30th July is themed the God of Overflow. Something will happen here. July 30th, Friday, 7 p.m. Don't miss it for anything. And then number two, Wednesday, I'm going to talk about how to deal with fear. I've told you the authority and the weapon of fear, what it does. But I'm going to tell you how to deal with fear on Wednesday. Don't miss it for anything. Also, please remember, I will, as I'm speaking, I want you to prepare your offering, your, your giving, whatever the Lord laid on your heart, your tithe, your mission giving, whatever the Lord has laid on your heart. I want you to lift, I want you to, I want you to prepare it for the Lord. Please come put the communion here. Elder and co, please let's distribute the communion quickly. We are doing all simultaneously. We will take the communion and then do everything now. So, this Wednesday, I'm going to continue. I want you to prepare your, your offering. Those of you online, you see the portal of giving. Please, can you put it in in-house for um, members? If you want to use any of these portals, please. And remember that your giving and my giving is what the Lord blesses so that the ministry can go on. Hey, how are you? That's my good friend. Now are you? Yes, of course. <laughs> Hallelujah. We met over there, right? Uh-huh. We know where we met. <laughs> and then we had nice communication. And she said, yes, I've heard about the church and I'll be there. And I said, okay, I'm praying for you. And since I've been praying, Lord, bring her. Lord, bring her. And today the Lord brought her. I'm so excited. Hallelujah. Right. Now, <laughs> so we have the giving portals. In case for a very long time you've not paid your tithe today, you want to do it, do it. It is part of overcoming fear. The fear of giving. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've all been there before. Sometimes you are so much afraid. If I give and I'm not able to pay my bills, what happened? I'll become, but God has never made anybody homeless. A giver, you're tight. My goodness. <laughs> the other day, Cheryl shared a very powerful testimony about a tight. I said, my goodness, I better do more in tight. I do my tight, but I am increasing it. Praise the name of Jesus. So please look on the board. I want you to give bountifully. Father, we bless every giving. It is not just about the giving, but it is about the land also on which we sow. Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee is a good soil. Let every seed dropping in today be blessed. And let the harvest be guaranteed and assured in Jesus' name. Please drop in your seed quickly. Drop in your seed powerfully and joyfully. Drop it in powerfully and joyfully. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, before we take the communion, are we done with the offering? Please remember to always go to the children's department. Sometimes my children bring me the offering back. I said, I'm afraid to touch it. We gave it to God. I can't touch it again. So please, always remember children's school. And then I think you should create an account for them. Okay? Yeah. Children, they do very well. All right. God bless you. Now, I want you to, um, you have your communion. Before we take the communion, there is something very important. You are here. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. You are online. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're backslidden. I just want to pray with you. Can we all close our eyes for 30 seconds? Maybe you are here. 
inside your heart you know that you don't have a relationship with jesus can you lift up your hand and i'll pray with you wherever you are if you are online or in-house just lift up your hand shoot your hand up you want to have a revitalized relationship with the lord thank you lord jesus there is nothing like shyness in it it is very individualistic the enemy can only take over you when he has something that belongs to him with you lift up your hand and then i want you to pray this prayer with me say dear lord jesus thank you for hearing me and for forgiving me all my sins thank you for reconnecting me back to you with my heart i believe you've paid it all and with my mouth i confess that jesus is lord over my life i am born again and empowered in jesus mighty name amen god bless you let's quickly take our communion now with that prayer said bible said that jesus took the bread what is the communion it is bread and drink or flour product and drink which is sanctified and it has gone through the process and it has become the body and the blood of christ jesus didn't say it is a symbol jesus said it is my body and my blood when he took the bread it was bread he blessed it and when he broke it he said it is my body father we bless the bread we receive it with thanksgiving we break it now i want you to break yours it is now the body of christ he blessed the cup and he said receive it it is my blood father we receive this as the express blood of jesus as we eat and we drink we drink and eat the body and the blood of jesus for our health and for our resistance against fear jesus mighty name i want you to take it thank you lord jesus this saturday at 2 p.m an ms baby shower will be at your at, at your residence right it's at your residence yeah at 2 p.m and then after from there we will all drive to mcmainville the the service where are you yeah they having a worship night very beautiful place very beautiful with the lake and everything if you go early you can have the opportunity of cruising on the lake if you carry your boat along <laughs> don't worry they have one there amen but we will all be going it's going to be very beautiful worship night this saturday all right god bless you shall we be um yes hopefully because some people requested for the bus another church requested i didn't know that the program was going to be at that time so i'm still working it out to see because um we already gave them our pledge anyway but can you be on your feet now before we share the grace okay if you today is your first time you are my special guest i love you so much you are an important personality i want you to walk out to me here i want to shake hands with you today is your first time visiting us i want you to quickly walk up here let's give them a clap as they wow wow hallelujah nicole <laughs> hallelujah please is this not beautiful let's welcome Tammy 
Hallelujah. Let's wait for them all to come. And then we will celebrate them. Ladies and gentlemen, let us celebrate God for these wonderful, beautiful ladies that the Lord helped worship with us today. We don't take it lightly. Would you be kind to tell me your name and who invited you, even though I'm part of the invitation team? Uh huh. My name is Tommy and Josephine. Wow, Tommy, God bless you so much. And you are? My name is Akira. And Akira? No, I, I, I invited. <laughs> of course, I know that they also did. But I was uh, okay. I may not have been the first in, 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 in person to invite you, was I? Yeah, but I sealed the cake, right? Yeah. <laughs> My name is Nicole. Nicole. <laughs> and I also invited you. The way I've been following Nicole. Oh my goodness! Hallelujah! Since 2019. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. My name is Lola. Lola? Yeah. Nico. Wow. You see, you see why I was inviting her? She came with two. So if I had not invited her, <laughs> maybe I had not invited. Yes, ma'am. Hi. My name is Nene, and I came with Nicole. Wow. <laughs> Let me pray for you guys. Father, bless these wonderful ladies that you brought them our way. We know that it is not the first and the last. We know there is a reason why you brought them here. I pray for each and every one of them. When you depart from here, may the Lord give you a testimony. May you never be the same. You will come back with a testimony. For so has the Lord authenticated this house. Receive it in Jesus' name. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Right, our hospitality team will give you something. You fill it for me right after service. Let me see you for just three minutes here on the second line. Okay? Wow. Is that not beautiful? God, let's give them a clap. All right, let's quickly be on our feet as we end it. Now, I think the choir want to give something to their director. Quickly come, quickly come. Yes, you, yes, you, yes, you, yes, you. Now, do you know that throughout the preparation for the launching, many people did amazing things. And she was one person who did a lot of sacrifices, making sure she was anakazoing all the choristers. Some were fighting, but she was fainting and fighting them. And we had a beautiful, my bishop was like, my bishop was like, Nikki, I said, Papa, he said, how long has the choir been? I said, recently. He said, no, 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 they are terrific. <laughs> he said, they are terrific. All kudos to her for all the hard work. And so, the choir decided to give you a very powerful, maybe First Lady will present it to you for, on behalf of the choiristers. They, it was an initiative of the choiristers. Yeah. And, you, okay, so that is a very powerful citation. Anybody who does they say that a country whose heroes are not worth um, celebrating, it is not a, a country worth dying for. So on behalf of the choir, they have all written very good things. And then, thank you. <laughs> okay, God bless you. And then, they have a beautiful bunch of roses. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. God bless you. 
as they have recognized you may heaven also recognize your work in jesus name let's share the grace of god together the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god the f- be with us now and forevermore surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever ever amen finally a prophetic declaration and say it with understanding with long life full of prosperity and sound health shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives so shall it be amen